Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so glad that you have joined me. I can see you sitting right there. Thanks for letting me come into your space. And not just me, but today, Denise is with us. Honey, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. I'm so excited about this program. And you're going to be excited, too, to hear about... Ten Powerful Men. <laughs> but the series really is not just about men. It's about anybody that wants to be used by God. But the series is called Ten Powerful Men. We already did a ten-part series called Ten Powerful Women. So now we're looking at men that were used by God. Ten Powerful Men, ten parts. And in this series, we cover Noah... Abraham, Samuel, David, Daniel, Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, and John. And today we're going to be looking at King David, who was a very unlikely choice. In fact, he was so unlikely to be chosen to be a king that when Samuel came to his house and said, Jesse, bring all your boys. I want to see them. They didn't even call David. David was so young and considered to be so immature, they didn't even call him to be seen by the prophet Samuel. But he was the one that God chose. And he became a mighty man of God. You're going to love this teaching today. But order your series, and it comes with a whole study guide so you can read it while you see it or while you hear it. And because we're teaching on men, we decided to also offer you the book, All the Men of the Bible, what a wonderful resource for you to have available at your fingertips. And you can order all of this by going to renner.org. And right now, for a very radical discount, we're offering you my book, our book, called Unlikely, Our Faithful Journey to the Ends of the Earth. It is our autobiography. And it's not just a story. It's filled with teaching. It will thrill you. The back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out and experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. So please go to renner.org to order yours today. And if you need prayer, please remember that we're here for you and we want to pray for you. The moment you call us or the moment your email shows up in our inbox, we're going to release our faith for God to move mightily in your life. According to Jeremiah 33, 3, which says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. Denise, I believe that. Oh, I believe that too. When we call unto him with our faith, with our whole heart, he's going to show us great and mighty things. So you let us know how to pray for you and we'll pray and God will move mightily in your life. But we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire strengthen and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Today we're going to be studying King David, whom I call a man with the right inner makings. It's going to be so good, Denise. I really love that title. Well, he had the right inner makings to be chosen by God and to become great. But you know, our anchor verse is 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 19. By the way, I hope you have your Bible. You always need your Bible in this program. But in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong 
in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. And as I've said in the previous programs, this means this kind of person is not standing on every street corner. This verse says God is really looking for a person to whom he can show himself strong. And in fact, his eyes are running to and fro in the earth. My friends, he's looking for you. He wants to reveal himself strong to you. But today, we're going to look at the example of King David. It is amazing. And I believe a partial answer for why God chose King David can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18, a verse that many people just read right over. But this verse is filled with insight. Look at it. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18 says, Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning in playing and a mighty valiant man, a man of war and prudent in matters and a comely person and the Lord is with him. But notice particularly six important qualities that David possessed. Number one, he was cunning and plain. Number two, he was a mighty valiant man. Number three, a man of war. Number four, prudent in matters. Number five, a comely person. And number five, the Lord was with him. Today I want to take these apart because I believe we can identify what qualified David to become such a mighty man. He had amazing inner makings. And the first thing this verse tells us is David was cunning and plain. What in the world does that mean? It means David was committed to excellence. And that is amazing to me because David was not from a very remarkable environment. He was from the city of Bethlehem. And the city of Bethlehem was just a small village that was barely a dot on the map. No one in Bethlehem was dreaming about becoming a king. They were probably dreaming about getting a new cow. There were no concert <laughs> halls in Bethlehem. There were no lecture halls to attend. There were no festivities to attend. It was just a little dot on the map. And if David ever dreamed of becoming a king, it's not recorded in the Bible. If David ever dreamed that his songs would be sung by the body of Christ for generations, that is not in the Bible. If David had dreams about worshiping in the temple with thousands of people, that is not recorded in his earlier life. But there is something we do know about David in his younger years. The verse says he was cunning in playing, which means he had an inner desire to play his instrument like a professional. Now, honey, that's amazing to me because there was really no one for him to play his instrument for. When David was laying out in the fields with his sheep, he played his instrument for his sheep. He looked at the stars and he played his instrument for the stars. He played his instrument for God. There was no one listening. David simply had an inner desire to be excellent, to be cunning with his instruments. Something inside him longed to be excellent. And it is amazing to me that David wrote lyrics and written expressions that we're still reading and still singing today. And that is amazing because shepherds did not generally have the skills to write. They didn't need to write, but David was so committed to excellence as a young man that he had even developed the skills to write. Something in him, 
uh, was just committed to excellence. He had an insatiable urge to be all that he could be. I say that David had desire. Desire is a person's insatiable urge, longing, appetite, craving, and yearning to stretch for something greater than he is right now. And in fact, this kind of excellence and desire is so important that when the Apostle Paul gave a list of qualifications for anybody to be a leader in the church, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, he listed desire at the top of the list. A person has to have desire, a desire for excellence to be used by God, and David had it. But wait, David had more. The Bible tells us he was a mighty, valiant man. Well, that's a remarkable statement to make about a young child. But he was a mighty, valiant man, which means David had courage. It takes great courage to do any assignment God will ever give you. You've got to deal with voices of opposition, the voice of your family, the voice of all kinds of challenges that come against you. And for you to do anything that God will call you to do, you've got to have an inward courage. And David had it. Courage is having the guts to do what needs to be done, regardless of the fear you feel or the questions that remain unanswered. When you walk in courage, you have the endurance, firmness, and fortitude to take a stand to do what is right, no matter what the opposition is that you encounter. Courage is having the nerve to do what you know God has called you to do. And if you look at the example of David, David had courage. Think about how much courage and boldness it took for a young boy to take a whole flock of sheep for days and days away from his father's house to feed them and to lead them into higher pastures and to fight lions, to fight bears. These are things that an adult man would run for. But David had such courage that he was willing as a child to do the unthinkable. Rick, it is amazing. And that, and that inside of us is what is the real us. That was the real David on the inside. And Denise, not only did he have courage, but he had principle. Mm. How do I know that? Because it tells us in 1 Samuel 16, verse 18, that he was a man of war. What does that mean? Well, let me read to you by my notes. David was governed by what he believed to be right and wrong. He stood up to fight for what was right because he had principle. An example is 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 10, which says, Goliath came and threatened the armies of Israel day after day for 40 days. And Goliath's threats were so menacing that the people of Israel shook and trembled. In fact, we're even told in 1 Samuel 17, 11, that Saul trembled at the threats of Goliath. But then David showed up and the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 17, 32, that David said, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David had such principle inside him that when he heard the threats of this Philistine that was blaspheming God and blaspheming the men of Israel, he couldn't stand back. Although he was younger and less experienced than these men of war, he was driven by a sense of principle that would not let him overlook these threats. And David rose and challenged that giant, and you know the rest of the story. He was driven by an inner principle. Principle is a person's inward rule. It is a conviction of what is right and wrong, a moral foundation that determines how one sees and responds to life, a rock-solid belief system so ingrained into one's disposition that he cannot ignore it or deviate from it. 
It can be called a person's guiding principle. And David was driven by principle. It was at the very core of his being. But there's something else. We know from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18, that David was responsible. Look what a remarkable young man this was. He was so responsible. The Bible tells us he was prudent in matters. What in the world does that mean? Well, the word matters has to do with business affairs. And David was prudent when it came to business. And in fact, David was so trustworthy and so responsible in business matters that his father entrusted to him entire flocks of sheep. Well, these flocks of sheep back in those days represented big money. That was big business. And when David, a young boy, left with all of those sheep, it was like his father was entrusting to him a major business responsibility. Think what trust his father must have had in him. He was so prudent in matters. That is amazing to me. He was responsible in work. He was responsible in business. He was responsible in money-related matters and in taking care of his father's business. So think how much David's father trusted him because he knew David was prudent in matters. When other boys were playing games and playing with other boys, David was developing himself and cultivating himself, improving himself to be faithful. He was prudent in every detail. And we're told in Job 8, verse 7, and never forget it, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. When you're faithful in small things, it leads to bigger things. And certainly we can see that in the example of David. But there's something else. We read in 1 Samuel 16, verse 18, that David was a comely person. What in the world does that mean? Well, it really means he was good looking. But if you really take it in context, it means he had self-discipline and he had self-respect. The word comely refers to a young man's handsome physique. It depicts one that is well-groomed. It is a well-developed young man. There are many, many people today that have no self-respect and no self-discipline. Though they potentially could be really good-looking people, they don't comb their hair, they don't take care of themselves, they look like they're going to a picnic everywhere they go. Not David, even though David was a shepherd and no one would even see him. Denise, think about that. He cared about his personal appearance. He was a comely man. He was a handsome man. He was well-groomed. He took care of himself, not because others were looking but because he had a sense of self-dignity, a sense of self-respect. He really cared about himself, and that made him different from others. You know, Rick, I think it's powerful when you have so much self-respect that you get dressed. If you're a woman, maybe you put some lipstick on or you put your clothes on, you fix your hair for and there's nobody who's going to see you, but you have respect for yourself to do something for your parents every day. And, and Rick, I have seen in the last years that, that children, they're not taught to like take care of themselves, comb their hair, put on different clothes, take their pajamas off. They just kind of go around in the same clothes. And I know that when you and I were growing up, that we had to brush our teeth, we had to comb our hair, we had to put our clothes on. Shine our shoes. And shine our shoes. And, and if we're not careful, we lose that. And it's a powerful thing um, that a parent has to give to a child. But Denise, think about David. 
because David was away from his dad for days at a time. He took his sheep far, far, far from his father's house, but he was a comely person. He cared about what he looked like, even if nobody was looking at him. That says something about what was inside him. Look at all these character traits that David carried within him. You know, when God chooses people, he doesn't just throw a bunch of names into a bag and shake up the bag and reach in like a lottery and pull out a name. There are reasons that people qualify to be used by God. And David had so many traits that made him a person that God wanted to show himself strong to. He had self-respect. He had self-dignity. He had self-discipline. He really cared about what he looked like. And the Bible says very emphatically he was a comely person. That means this was something that was worth taking note of. But then it goes on and it says in 1 Samuel 16, 18, and the Lord was with him, which means David was a spiritual person. David was very spiritual. He had a relationship with God. When David lay out in the fields by himself and took his musical instrument, he didn't just sing to the stars and he didn't just sing to the sheep. He sang to God. He was a worshiper. He had a relationship with God in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. He had a devotional life as he expressed his heart to the Lord. And the Psalms and the songs that he wrote were expressions of his inner spiritual condition. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't write psalms like that unless it's in your heart. This wasn't just something produced by his fingertips. This was the expression of David's heart. He longed to live in the presence of God and to live in the anointing of God. And the psalms that he wrote were not the shallow remarks of a carnal musician. A carnal musician cannot write those kinds of lyrics and songs. The Psalms convey the heartbeat of God and a stranger to God's heart could have never written such words. And in fact, David said in Psalm 16, verse 11, listen to this, in thy presence is fullness of joy. That was the overflow of his heart. David knew that in his presence was fullness of joy because he lived in God's presence and he knew the joy that could be derived from living in the presence of God. This was a central part of David's life. He was a spiritual man. That was at the very root of his being. It was a part of his character. Well, if you study the rest of David's story, you also find that he was a man of understanding. David was a man of covenant. But all of these were reasons why God chose to show himself strong to David. But hey, Back in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. David certainly was not a perfect man. In fact, if you study David's story, David made a lot of moral mistakes. But his heart was right. In fact, the Bible even tells us that David had a heart that was after God. And because of his heart, he qualified for God to choose him and for God to show himself strong to him. God is looking for those who have a perfect heart, not for those who have attained perfection in their life. Certainly, I'm not perfect. Denise is not perfect. You're not perfect. In fact, I don't know anybody that's perfect except Jesus. But you can have a heart that is after God like David had. 
And if you have a heart that is after God, then you're the one that God's eyes are looking for. And God wants to show himself strong to you. You know, Rick, I mean, not only was David worshiping God, but he was fellowshipping with God. God was revealing himself to David, and he writes about it. And we, when we read his writings, we understand that David was talking about redemption. David was talking about things that were not being preached yet. But he was talking about, why? Because he was in the presence of God and God was showing him himself. He was showing him his truth. He was showing him that he was a redeemer. But Denise, we've seen that David was cunning and playing, Mm -hmm. which means David had a desire for excellence. He was a mighty, valiant man. It means David had courage. He was a man of war. It means David had principle. He was prudent in matters which means David was responsible. He was a comely person, which means he had self-respect and self-dignity. And last of all, the Lord was with him. David was a spiritual man. These are some pretty impressive qualities that a young boy possessed. And when his older brothers seemed like they were the ones that should have been chosen, God bypassed all of them, and he went for the one that had the right inner makings. David was a man with the right inner makings and you can be too. We'll be back in just a moment, and we want to pray for you. Men are supposed to be powerful, but today men everywhere feel like they're under attack and even being attacked for simply being men. There's no doubt about it, the devil is after men. But when a man's heart is touched by God, he can embrace his calling as a man and his God-given roles in the family and in the nation. In this amazing series, 10 Powerful Men, Rick Renner will show you that even though there's no such thing as a perfect man, if any man will let God touch his life, he can become powerful. In this series, you'll learn about a man who didn't communicate right with his wife, a mistake maker who became the father of faith, an emotional man Jesus chose to be a leader, a murdering man that Jesus turned into an apostle, and so much more. This encouraging 10-part series will help any man embrace who God has made him to be, and it will help every man, teenager or boy, know that God has anointed him to be the best man he can be. Available in digital or physical formats, this series is available starting at just $20. And today, we're offering the 384-page book, All the Men of the Bible by Herbert Lockyer for just $19. This invaluable book describes the monumental feats of men named in the Bible and thousands of unnamed men who also carried out monumental achievements in their lifetimes. Don't miss this special offer, the 10-part series, 10 Powerful Men, and the book, All the Men of the Bible by Herbert Lockyer. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. daily TV, the request for orders was immediate. And then when we went on more channels, we doubled and doubled our requests every year. Rick Renner Ministries sent over 158,000 products out in just this last year. We get many calls for prayer uh, on a daily basis. Um, You know, there are people just really wanting answers today. They want hope. Um, and we're here for them uh, to help them find that. Uh, We get calls 
for prayer just when people are struggling, going through certain situations. Uh, and they may start with being very hopeless, but many times they hang up uh, full of hope, uh, full of joy, faith, and uh, just trusting in the Lord. And uh, the most rewarding part is, you know, getting the phone call the day after saying God, you know, has come through and answered their prayers. And uh, it's just super humbling, and I'm grateful uh, to be working for Inner Ministries. Well, everybody who watches Rick on TV is going to want to have a study guide every time. It's, um, first of all, a tangible memory of the material. And anybody who is desiring to learn the Bible more, which we see every day all over the world, it is easy and uh, affordable to get a study guide. And I know a lot of people just do it every single time, or they download as they're watching the program for free. And so it's just a wonderful tool. As far as the needs of the ministry, we are bursting at the seams and growing by leaps and bounds. I foresee more, definitely more growth. And um, as far as people connecting with the Renner ministry and the more that uh, Rick and Denise and Joel and everyone gets to be um, exposed to other areas of the world and other people uh, that are connecting with the Renner ministry, uh, we're just, we're bursting at the seams and we need to expand and pretty quickly. My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project. Today, Denise and I have been talking to you about King David and what qualified him to be used by God. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking at the wonderful example of Daniel. It's going to be powerful, but we want you to order the entire series, which is called 10 Powerful Men. The whole series deals with Noah. I really enjoyed what we covered about Noah. Great. Abraham, the mistake-making father of faith, Samuel, a child called into the ministry. And today we've seen David, a man that had the right inner makings to be used by God. Tomorrow we're going to see Daniel. Then we're going to see Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, and John. This series is just loaded. And it's not just about men. It's for anybody that wants to be powerful and who wants to be used by the Lord. So order yours today. And it comes with a study guide. The study guide's filled with all the points, all the principles, all the verses. It's all right here so you can read it while you hear it and while you see it. And we're also offering you right now the book, which is called All the Men of the Bible. It deals with more than 3,000 men in the Bible. What a resource for you to keep nearby. So when you're reading your Bible and you come across a name and you don't know who it is, you can come find out who that individual is. This book is just filled with insight and revelation. And when you become a partner with our ministry, I want to remind you that we always send you a couple books 
as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. We're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. We send these to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And of course, a partner is someone who regularly gives financially to our ministry to help us take this teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. And my friends, people need the teaching of the Bible. And when you become a partner, you help us take that living water to them. But Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that just like David had the right inner makings that qualified him to be used, you want to use us. Help us, Lord, to be what we need to be to qualify for you to show us your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.